Hi, and welcome to a new episode of Pasha. My name is Inas Kosana. And I'm Nodobe Gomjali. Thank you for joining us. Today we look into an exciting development in the world of vaccines taking on COVID-19. The Novavax vaccine trial has announced South African Phase 2B and the UK Phase 3 trial results. To tell us more is Shabir Madi. He is Professor of Vaccinology and the Director of the South African Medical Research Council's Vaccine and Infectious Diseases Analytics Unit. This unit is based at the University of Witwatersrand in South Africa. He pushed strongly for the trial to take place in South Africa. But first, he starts by telling us what the main findings were. So the main finding from the Novavax uh, vaccine trial results out for a study that was done in South Africa as well as the United Kingdom uh, indicates that the vaccine efficacy in a country such as the United Kingdom was 89%. That is, the risk of developing disease is uh, reduced to 89% in individuals that received at least two doses of vaccine. And in South Africa, that risk reduction was uh, 60% in people living without HIV. Uh, we did include a small group of individuals, uh, roughly about 150 who were included in the analysis. And when including that small group of individuals that were living with HIV as part of evaluation of the vaccine efficacy, then the vaccine efficacy was 49%. Uh, but right now, I would uh, guard against making any conclusions as to whether this vaccine works or work does not work in people living with HIV. Uh, the studies that we're currently doing looking at immune responses of the vaccine in people living with HIV will be much more informative than basing, making any conclusions based on a very limited number of HIV-infected individuals that were reported in the study. Now, the major difference probably for the difference in uh, the risk reduction uh, of 89% in the UK compared to 60% in South Africa in people without HIV is probably got to do with the different variants that are circulating in these countries. Uh, so let's start with South Africa first. Uh, in South Africa, what has evolved over since uh, November, and in fact started a bit earlier than November, was that much of the virus that is circulating currently in the country, and which is responsible for more than 90% of all infections that are taking place, are due to a variant which is now referred to as a B1135 variant. Now, this variant is, uh, some, to some extent, it's similar to the UK variant, but the major concern with this particular variant, as well as another variant that has now been identified in Brazil, which is very much more similar to the South African variant than the UK variant, is that it includes mutations at critical components of the spike protein. Professor Mighty went on to say that those mutations of the spike protein are extremely important. This is because the immune response triggered by the vaccination and after natural infection includes antibodies. These antibodies target specific components of the spike protein. Early experiments have shown that the ability of the antibodies to neutralize activity of the virus depends on the antibodies targeting these specific parts of the protein. So what's happened in the South African variant and in the Brazilian variant, and there's also a handful of other variants that are emerging with a similar sort of characteristic, is that there's been mutations in the virus which has changed the sort of chemical composition of the small parts of the spike protein that we're really interested in for natural immunity. For immunity. So where that leads us to is that we've ended up evaluating a vaccine that wasn't designed against this variant, but rather a vaccine that was designed based on a protein structure 
uh, and protein sort of composition uh, that was in existence at the early stages when this virus started to circulate. So the vaccine really in the United Kingdom as an example is giving a vaccine efficacy readout against a type of virus which is very, very different from the South African virus in that it doesn't include these key mutations that are involving what is, what is regarded as immunodominant components of the virus. In South Africa, effectively what ended up happening is because of the timing of when the vaccine was conducted uh, and its relationship to the evolution of the variant, uh, the South African efficacy readout essentially is an efficacy readout against the variant. 92% of all of the cases in South Africa that were included in this analysis were cases that developed COVID-19 following infection by the B1135 variant. So we've got two different studies that have uh, evaluated the same vaccine, but they've evaluated these vaccines under very different conditions. Uh, obviously, just, in, just the conditions in South Africa and the United Kingdom are uh, different on their own in terms of the socioeconomic environment. But over and above that, uh, these vaccines have evaluated a vaccine efficacy against two very different variants, which would differ in terms of their susceptibility to antibody uh, that is induced uh, by vaccination as well as by natural infection. How is this vaccine different from the other ones? So the Novavax vaccine is uh, very different from other vaccines that have now reported uh, data on vaccine efficacy. Uh, firstly, the construct of this vaccine uh, is what we call a protein-based vaccine. Uh, although using more novel technology in that we're actually using the spike protein of the virus itself uh, and that is eventually developed into this nanoparticle type of structures and that nanotype, uh, nanoparticle type of structure is what is injected in individuals and that immediately gets the body's immune system to mount an immune response against those proteins. Uh, in contrast, as an example, the messenger RNA-based vaccines uh, are not delivering the actual protein, but are delivering the blueprint of what codes for the protein and delivers that blueprint to the cell. And then the cell produces those proteins, which are then released and presented to the immune system uh, to uh, elicit an immune response. And to some extent, the same thing goes for the vector-based vaccines. So these are very, very different vaccines in terms of their technology. How did this vaccine perform against new variants of the virus? And obviously what we're also seeing is differences in terms of the vaccine efficacy across these different vaccines. But I think it's important to understand uh, that it's in, uh, it's, uh, it wouldn't be scientifically uh, robust to do any sort of head-to-head -head comparisons between the study that was done in South Africa uh, as opposed to the studies that have been previously reported for the messenger RNA vaccines, as well as the AstraZeneca vaccine, uh, where there was a pooled analysis of uh, data from the United Kingdom, as well as in Brazil. And the same thing goes for the Sputnik V vaccine. So for those vaccines, they've reported vaccine efficacy of 95% for the two messenger RNA-based vaccines. Uh, for the AstraZeneca vaccine, an average of about 70% efficacy. And then for the Sputnik V vaccine, I think it's around about 85-90% that's been reported as well. It's impossible to make cross-comparisons because the variant of the virus that South Africa was working on, vaccine efficiency 4, is very different to the virus variants in the other studies. In other studies, the people were being infected by a vaccine tailored for the variants they were facing. These vaccines should have higher efficiency. 
it is highly likely that both of those vaccines that currently report a vaccine efficacy of 95%, uh, the actual vaccine efficacy against the variant circulating in South Africa, unfortunately, will be significantly diminished. Uh, we can't say exactly to what extent it would be diminished, but clearly looking at the, the laboratory data readout, one could expect that there will be large number of breakthrough cases, uh, even if people were to be vaccinated with the Pfizer and a Moderna vaccine. How can South Africa leverage its participation in the clinical trial to ensure doses of the vaccine? The involvement in a clinical trial and the ability of a country to procure vaccine, although they're somewhat linked, at the same time they're completely different processes, uh, both in terms of the people that are involved in those sort of discussions, as well as in terms of uh, with both within the company as well as within the country. Uh, the data that's been forthcoming from South Africa certainly should put it in a very, very favorable position. Uh, to engage with Novavax. But at the same time, that type of engagement should have started when the vaccine trial started, uh, rather than after the results are being released. Uh, because right now, Novavax is a company, it's a small biotech company in the United uh, States, uh, and together with Serum Institute of India, who's been contracted to produce some of the Novavax vaccine, uh, the quantity of vaccine that they're going to be able to produce over the course of the next uh, few months, uh, and probably the next year, uh, is remains unclear, but probably would be in the region of about a billion doses. Now, the reality that we face is that South Africa didn't engage with Novavax, uh, at least the government of South Africa didn't engage with Novavax uh, up to now. Uh, and it's really to now start speaking to Novavax to see whether or not it might be possible for us to get some of the vaccine uh, much sooner then would otherwise be the case if we were just to need to follow in the rest of the queue for the many other countries that have already lined up and committed to purchasing vaccine from Novavax as well as the Serum Institute of India vaccine. So as an investigator, my responsibility is about uh, providing the scientific evidence as to whether the vaccine works or not. Uh, it's, uh, it, would be, uh, it would be a conflict of interest if, as an investigator, I start engaging with companies even before the vaccine trials are done to make a case uh, or at least to negotiate on behalf of the country that South Africa should get vaccine if the vaccine studies are shown to be working. And the reason why it would be a conflict of interest is that it would basically create an undue incentive on my part to possibly manipulate the results of the study so that we come up with a favorable answer and consequently uh, we can uh, get vaccine from a company. And that's not how uh, clinical trials work. And that would be against the principles of ethics and good clinical trial practice. The government needs to engage with Novavax and the Serum Institutes of India. Currently, it is the only vaccine that shows evidence that it will work on the variants in South Africa. None of the other vaccines have objective evidence yet. There are conflicting results on whether other vaccines will work on the South African variants. It was no easy feat convincing the company to do the trials in South Africa. Why was it so important for this to happen? So the reality of COVID-19 vaccines is that there's very few studies being done uh, in Africa. In fact, there's only, the only studies on COVID-19 vaccines that have been done in Africa are four studies in South Africa and one study in Kenya at the stage. And for all of those studies, uh, there's been different reasons why it's been done. So the small study in Kenya was a study that was planned well before the study in South Africa, uh, looking specifically amongst healthcare workers and really to understand the immune responses of the vaccine. 
Now, the studies in South Africa, at least the two that I led, for both of those studies, the initiative in terms of trying to get the studies to come into South Africa uh, was not uh, companies uh, banging on our doors, uh, insisting that they wanted to use South Africans as guinea pigs to figure out how well their vaccines work so they can get it licensed. And unfortunately, that is a type of narrative that is being peddled by a few, including politicians, saying that uh, companies owe us because we uh, contributed to the vaccine development. Yes, we did contribute to the vaccine development, but the companies were not dependent on these studies taking place in South Africa to eventually get their vaccines licensed, including the study uh, that we, took, we did with Novavax. Uh, the data from the United Kingdom, in fact, is probably going to be the data that a company will use to get an emergency use authorization for its vaccine. And the South African data will provide supporting evidence, important evidence, but supporting evidence. Uh, as to why the vaccine should be rolled out, even in a country such as South Africa, where we've got these variants. So why did we, why were we so active in terms of ensuring uh, vaccine studies are done in South Africa? And I think the data speaks for itself. Had South Africa not done the other studies, the country would be clueless on which vaccines work. The first reason is that there are different populations and different socioeconomic situations. For example, high density of people and overcrowding can lead to different types of infection. These infections are different to what takes place in high-income countries. And all of those type of factors could influence the efficacy readout of uh, the vaccines. Even things such as differences in terms of prevalence of comorbidities, uh, including as an example, HIV, obesity prevalence, hypertension, those things differ tremendously uh, across the different uh, countries and even across the different studies that have been done. So unless you're able to actually quantify at an early stage uh, how well the vaccine works in your own context, inadvertently what ends up happening is that the ability to make an informed decision as to when to introduce a vaccine and which vaccine to introduce is compromised uh, because you don't have good robust evidence to actually make that informed decision. And that's the reason why it's critical that more studies are actually done, not just in South Africa, but on the African continent. So it took a lot of convincing, both for Novavax as well as for AstraZeneca vaccine, for their sponsors to eventually agree to bring the studies to South Africa. And the studies were largely led directly from us in South Africa. Uh, for both of the studies, uh, we were also tasked with needing to sort of convince funders to support the conduct of the studies in South Africa. So the Novavax study, as an example, is not just funded by Novavax, but is co-funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Novavax. Uh, and that uh, sort of uh, funding that came from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, again, was based on the initiative that we led in a discussion with the BMGF to get them to support the study. And the same thing goes for the AstraZeneca vaccine. It's a study that's not funded, or rather AstraZeneca vaccine, is a study that's not funded by AstraZeneca. In fact, uh, AstraZeneca weren't even in the picture when we eventually concluded the agreement with the University of Oxford to do the study in South Africa. Uh, that particular study is funded by the South African Medical Research Council and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So this is just to emphasize that companies are not rushing to Africa to get their vaccines evaluated. And I think the sooner that we come to recognize that, uh, the less skeptical will we become about these vaccine trials and the more, in fact, uh, advocacy needs to go into pressing companies to actually fund the vaccine trials that should be done on the continent. What makes the Novavax vaccine stand out? The Novavax uh, vaccine really stands out at this point in time in that it's the only vaccine 
that provides objective scientific evidence that a vaccine protects against the variant that's circulating in South Africa. Even though the vaccine efficacy is only 60%, uh, we need to understand that that 60% needs to be benchmarked against what the World Health Organization, the FDA in the US, the European Medical uh, Authorization Authority in Europe, uh, as well as other regulatory authorities, all of these regulatory authorities and uh, entities have indicated that the minimum requirement for a vaccine to be considered to be useful from a public health perspective is one which has efficacy of at least 50% and one which provides protection for at least six months. And for the first generation of vaccines, that is the minimum threshold that has been set to consider a vaccine to possibly to be of uh, importance from a public health perspective. Professor Madi went on to say that right now, this is probably the only vaccine that we can say can be deployed and will make a difference. It will bring the pandemic under control, prevent hospitalization, and reduce the number of deaths in South Africa. Unfortunately, this vaccine is unlikely to become available until April or May. Government needs to engage with the relevant stakeholders to try to ensure that South Africa, because of it, not, not because we participated in these clinical trials, uh, we should have leveraged on that sort of opportunity months ago when a clinical trial started to, do the, to use that as a means for negotiating early access. But knowing that South Africa is now affected by this variant, which very few other countries in the world are affected to the same extent as South Africa, uh, there's a much urgent need for the deployment of the Novavax vaccine in South Africa immediately than probably anywhere else in the world right now. Uh, so hopefully the discussions government can engage with the company. I know the company is also looking at what they call a bivalent vaccine, uh, which basically means it will include uh, components of the prototype virus as well as components of the variant that's currently circulating, which will even heighten the level of efficacy. But while that work is being done, it serves our interest to do whatever we can uh, to be able to negotiate early access to whatever vaccines might be forthcoming from April onwards. Uh, in addition to that, as you know, there's two other vaccine trials that will probably be reporting results within the space of the next week. And that is AstraZeneca and a Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Uh, and if one of those vaccines also work, if not both, again, it would provide even further opportunity. And both of those vaccines will be evaluated for efficacy against the variant, but it will provide further opportunity to broaden our ability to negotiate for access to those vaccines at larger quantities and in a more timely manner if the vaccine trials work. The Novavax vaccine is important because it shows efficacy against new variants of COVID-19 found in South Africa and in the UK. The next step is to ensure vaccine rollout. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Pasha, produced by Inas Kosana and Ozea Patel. From me, Inas Kosana. And from me, Nandobe Gomjali, it's bye for now.